Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. We'll turn to Ephesians 5 this morning. Um, we'll be in the series about the Holy Spirit. We may be staying this thing until the end of the year. It's so important. You know, it's so pivotal. It's so crucial. It's so, there's no word to describe how important it is for us to live a spirit-filled life, to, to live a life that filled with the Holy Spirit, a life that's full with the presence of God. Because the moment you feel with the presence of God, everything's changed. Because man cannot change himself. Man cannot fix his problem. Man is, man is without the presence of God, you're nothing different than a beast in the wild. Let me say that again. Without the presence of God to hold you to, and I was reading a book last week that got um, um, called about, um, um, it's a book about Hitler, and the, the author said it's about childhood, his, his, his childhood, and the author is not a Christian. He said at the end of the book, he said, we said all of us, man has the seed of what Hitler did to, kick, to kill six million Jews. It's the seed is in us. The guy's not even a Christian. He's a secular order, author, and he's right because man is evil deep in our heart. That's why you need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Somebody say Amen. amen. And I know it's kind of hard to hear that, but it's in our heart. It's in the seed of the sin nature in us to do, to do things, the un, unimaginable things, to hurt the people we love the most, to do things we said, how, how did I do that? Why am I treating that person that way? Well, it's that thing inside of us, that seed of, of the sin of nature. And that's why it is so important as a believer that you are filled with his presence. Somebody say Amen. If you have your Bible, turn it quick to Ephesians. Did you guys share? Did you guys share? Because I'm going to check. After sex, I'm going to go to your Facebook page here and check if you share. Amen. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook don't like us, trust me. We've been fighting with Facebook all week long. They're shutting us, shutting us down like crazy. Mute all stuff. Uh, but we have to fight that against that because that's a great platform. And we have plenty of people who's been watching us too. Uh, who doesn't come here but during the week they're texting the APA. So I've been watching the service. Um, somebody say amen. Uh, we got a text a couple weeks ago from somebody in Gainesville. She was listening to a sermon in Los Spirit here at the house. She was, she said, I could even, I could even watch the sermon. He said, I could feel the conviction. I feel the heat so much. I feel like my guts was coming out. <laughs> and that's the power of God. Somebody say amen. Uh, Ephesians 5 verse 19. Let's put that verse there. We guys got it. This is what I said. Therefore, do not be foolish. Um, Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18, do not get drunk with wine, for it is wickedness. Don't get drunk with wine. It's, it's stupid, corruption, stupidity. But he said, be filled. That's a commandment he's telling the church. He's telling, be filled. He said, don't get drunk with stupid things, but be Filled with the presence of God. Anybody been around people who's drunk? 
And when they're drunk, uh, their speech change, their walk change, their behavior change. They, they're not aware of their environment. They don't care. They care less. They'll take the shirt off uh, because they, they're drunk. They have to dumb things. And that's what God wants us, not to be drunk with wine, with stupid things, but to be filled with his presence, to be filled, he said, to, to really be under the influence uh, of the Holy Spirit. You know, they said, you have to be zero point zero. I forgot the, the, the thing. The cop said you can't. Uh, zero, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't drink. So, oh, oh. But that's what God wants us to do. You know, zero, zero point four, that's the limit. Us, it's 100%. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. So today we're going to, so that's what we're going to talk about. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Father, I have to say thank you right now, Lord. I bind every spirit of distraction, confusion, Lord, Lord, any spirit of heaviness, oh God. Lord, I'm asking right now to speak through us as we, as we, as we hear and to hear from you, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's keep going to, the, let's go to the verse 19. I'll skip that verse. This is what he says. This is what I'm stopping at. He says, speak to one another and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I, I skipped that phrase, but that's what, we, that's what we're going to learn here. He said, and Paul said, be filled with the Spirit, but he's going to tell you how to maintain, how to be filled with the Spirit. He's going to give the description. He's going to give the guidance. He's going to give the, the recipe. He's going to tell you, this is a step-by-step. Step. There are seven steps for you to create that environment to be filled with the Spirit. There's an environment you have to create for, the spirit, for those people to be present. It doesn't happen by accident. There's, a, there's an environment. There's a mode. There's a, there's a mode of living you have to live. And this is what Paul says. To speak to one another, one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Offering praise by singing, making melody with your heart to the Lord. And, and, and always giving thanks. You have a heart of thankfulness. Giving thanks to the God, the Father, for all things in the name of Lord Jesus. Why is it important to be filled with the Spirit? Why is it important to be filled with the Spirit? It was the Holy Spirit in Genesis, in Genesis 1 verse 2 that moved over the water. Before creation, before, when it was dark, the Holy Spirit was moving, it was present. The Bible said all the animals in Psalms 104 verse, verse 30, he said, you sent forth your spirit, they are created the Holy Spirit was there during creation. He created animals. He created all the, all the nice dog, the dog you love at your house, all those animals, your cat. It was the Holy Spirit that designed, that created, that gave that breath. Somebody say amen. It's the Holy Spirit that gave men, men. Uh, uh, the Bible says he breathed into men, the, the, the living God, the, the Spirit of God. He breathed into men, and men become a body. It was, it was by his Spirit that he did that. Um, um, the Bible says that Samson had supernatural strength. He could tear things open. He could beat a lion. He had supernatural strength. And, 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 and they say, how did he do it? He could not do it with the natural strength of man. It was the Holy Spirit that did that. It was the Holy Spirit that, that was moving through him that did that. The Bible said David was able to kill a giant. You mean Goliath, you know, Bible school, he took the, the stones and he, and he hit that big old man, that man fall on the ground, Goliath. It was by the power of the Spirit that David was able to do this. Somebody say amen. 
It was through the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. We cannot live without the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in, in Exodus, he says, when they were about to build the, the, the ark, uh, the, the tabernacle, and, and God had a design, and no man ever was, no man, nobody ever seen a tabernacle before. They didn't know how to build it. The Bible said God shows several men in the Old Testament, and he said, I'm going to put my spirit upon them. I'm going to download the latest version of architecture in their brain from heaven, and they're just going to know how to do it. Amen. It was the spirit of God that was doing that. The Bible said, the Bible said that, that in the New Testament, Mary, she was conceived without, without never known a man. She was a, she was, she was a virgin. The Bible said, Lord Spirit said, when, when Lord Spirit comes upon you, he, when Lord Spirit overshadow you, you'll be able to give birth to Jesus. It was the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guided the prophet. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. We cannot do without. The, we cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so, it's so important as believers that we are filled with His presence. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts us. It's the Holy Spirit that guides us. It's the Holy Spirit that draws us to God. It's the Holy Spirit when you try to do something bad and, and you try to say something bad and the Spirit says, no, that's not right. You can't do that. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that tells you you can't hate people. You can't have racism in your heart. You can't hate people because of their color. You can't hate people because they're a different race. You can't hate people because they live in a different zip code. It's those spirit. Without those spirit, yes, you will have racism in your heart. Black and white. It's not only white. Black people are racist too. It's spotty people are racist. I'm not sure. It's everywhere. It's in the heart of men. And without the Holy Spirit to guide you into, into those things. You will, you will fall into those things. It's the Holy Spirit that tells us to stop. Don't do this. Don't do that. The whole Bible was written by the word, by the Holy Spirit, breathed upon the, upon the prophet, upon the apostle, upon all those people, and they were able to write the Bible. Somebody say amen. My iPad is messed up, so I'm preaching by head. I'm preaching from memory. I don't know what's going on with this thing this morning. The devil is a liar. Somebody say amen. The Bible, Paul said, being filled with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? He said in the first verse 18, he said, being filled, it means being controlled, being under the influence. He said, you have to be filled with the Spirit of God. He said, it's a must. It's mandatory. If you're going to live a life of believer, if you're going to live a, a Christian life and a victorious Christian life, you must be filled with the Spirit. It's not an option. There's no option B. There's only one option. God does have an option B for you to live right. He does have another option for the church. There's only one option. And then it's the power of the presence of God is the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. I'm about to throw that app out of the way if it doesn't stop. Seriously. The Paul said there's seven things you have to do to be filled with the Spirit. He says you have to speak to yourself. One, you have to speak to yourself. He said speak and verse, verse, put verse, can you ask what verse 18 for me? This is what he says. There's seven things you have to be filled with the Spirit. He says there's seven things you have to do. And he says, in, in verse 18, verse 19, he says, he says, uh, put verse 19 for me. He said, there's several things you have to do to be filled with the Spirit. He says, speak to one another in Psalms. But that, 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 that's a mistake in the translation. In the, real, in the real Greek language, this is what it says. And even in my French Bible, he's not talking about speak to each other in Psalms. 
what he's saying is they speak to yourself in Psalms. Let's put the Young Living Translation, the, the L-Y-L-T. That's, a, that's, a, that's the closest thing. Because in my own language, that's not what he says. This is what he says. He says, speak to yourself. You getting this? He says, speak to yourself in Psalms. In other words, he's saying, in other words, your mouth has a lot to do with being spirit-filled, with being, with, with, with working in, 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 in the power of, of the presence. Basically, if you want to be filled with the spirit, there's certain things you cannot say. You cannot say or you cannot talk. There's conversation you cannot be part of. There's things you cannot say as a believer. There's things that should not come out of your mouth. If you want to experience his presence, there has to be control over what you say. There has to be control over your tongue if you want to create that environment. If you want to, if you want to be filled with the Spirit, you have to watch what you say. You can say whatever you want. You have to guard what's coming out of your mouth. And some of you this morning, you need vinegar in your mouth, you need dough soap in your mouth, and you need baking soda because you're, you're so nasty with your stuff coming out of your mouth, you need to wash your mouth. Somebody say amen. Oh, did, 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 did I make you mad? Yes. Use vinegar. Did you know vinegar? Vinegar clean a lot of things. It's disinfecting, you know, and probably take a pressure washer. Shh. Because, because you say things so much, you know, it's quickly, you cuss people out. You quickly, you know, you don't have no filter. You don't care about hurting people. You don't care about hurting the people you love the most because there's no filter in your mouth. And if you want to live the life of, of, of a, a life filled with the presence of God, you have to control what you say. Somebody say amen. Watch this. this, is, this it is so important that we watch what we say for us to create that environment. Put, uh, because what you say can cancel what God wants to do in your life. What you say can stop the move of God in your life. Put, no, uh, put, put Numbers 14 verse 28. Watch this. This is... Let me give you the context here. Let me give the context because I just put that verse here. God told the Israelite, I will give you the land. I will give you that land, the promised land. He said, I promise it to you. It is yours. All you have to do is go and fight and take it. But the Israelites show up there. They saw those big old um, seven-foot-tall people and those giants. They said, we cannot conquer those people. We, we small. We don't have the weapon. We look at us, we frail, we, we little midgets before those guys. We're not capable of doing this because they start talking that. God said, you can, but they say, I can't. God said, you can. They say, I can. God said, you can overcome this. They say, God, I can't overcome this. God said, you're more than a conqueror. They say, God, I'm not a conqueror. God said, you have peace. No, say, God, I don't have peace. God said, you, I'm going to give you the weapon, whatever you need. I'm going to go with you. Say, God, I know what you say, but from what I see with my own eyes, that's not going to happen. You're lying to us. And God said, oh, really? This is what you said. And God said, this is it, because that was the plan of God for their life for them to conquer the land, for them to, to get all that. And the moment they say that, God said, oh, you've been saying that? This is what I'm going to do. This is God. This is God's answer. He says, so tell them. This is God told Moses. Are you getting this this morning? I just feel the Holy Spirit. It just kicking. I feel my helper here. Hallelujah. I'm about to bust right now. I feel the presence of God. This is what he says. And God said, hey, Moses, hey, God sent him a, 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 a text. He got a text. 
He said, tell them, tell those people. He said, so tell them, as surely as I live. And God said, God said, this is what you said. He said, as surely as I live, declare the Lord. I will do what? The very thing I heard say. God said, oh, I told you you're going to do this. You're going to be able to conquer this. And you're going to tell me you can't do it. I tell you, you're going to overcome this. You're going to be able to beat those giants. You're going to be able to do all those things. I tell you, I'm going to give you the promised land. I will take care of you. Don't worry. Stay, stay faithful. I will fight for you. And now you're going to come and argue with me about it. So basically, because you said that, just like you said it, it's going to happen. Based on your word that's come out of your mouth, it will, it will happen. Yeah. That's why you have to watch your mouth. If you don't have nothing good to say, don't say it. Because your word can mess up the plan of God in your life. Your mouth, it's not God's fault. A lot of times it's not God's fault. It's the things that's coming out of our mouth. It's the curse we're putting over our lives. It's the thing we're saying to your kids. It's the thing we say to ourselves, oh, I can't, I will never, I will never have a good marriage. I will never be able to do this. I will never to accomplish it. And God said, then I say, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. So if you keep saying that, just like you say it, it's going to happen. That's why you have to watch your mouth. Watch this. Put, put, um, put um, Luke, uh, I have that verse here. Put Luke 1. Watch this thing. It's crazy. And we're going to read this passage because I, I want to show you this thing. The power of your word is so powerful. This is, this is, this is, this is the plan of God, plan of redemption. God's about to, God's about to, to get the word ready for Jesus to come in. And he needs John the Baptist, right? And John the Baptist's parents couldn't have kids, Right? And God is ready for the plan of redemption to happen. And God is ready to make things happen. But he needs John the Baptist to, to, to point out, to tell people that Jesus is the lamb. All right, let's go to the, let, let, I'll give you the back story. Let's read the story. He said, the angel said to him, don't, don't be afraid, Zach. I'll just call him Zach, okay? God has heard your prayer. Because he was praying. The guy was praying. He was asking things, right? He was praying. He was doing the right thing. He said, God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will have a son. And you will name him John. Zach was old. You know, Zach, nothing was working. Zach was old. Okay, old people, folks, we're not, we understand what I'm trying to say. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. And Elizabeth was already there. You know, she, she, she passed that stage having babies. You know, she's old. Nothing going to work. You know. And then he said, he said, go back to verse 13. He said, he said, then he said, you have a son and you will name him John, the angel. Gabriel, you know, bright light. You know, you talk about an angel. Those guys are huge. You're talking about a different creature from our world, okay? Talking to John. And John is, has attitude, okay? Let's go verse 14. He says, he will be your pride and joy, and many people will be glad that he was born. And, and as far as the Lord is concerned, he'll be a great man. And this is, this is, this is, a, this is a SMS, a WhatsApp message, messenger from heaven. God is sending this message, non-filtered. There's no lie. You're talking about God sent a straight up message, not from a human being, from an angel. He said, He'll never drink wine or any other liquor. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he's born. This guy's gonna walk in the power before he's born. Hallelujah. He'll bring many people, Israel, back to the Lord their God. Uh, keep waiting. He will go ahead of the Lord with the spirit and power that Elijah had. This guy's gonna be ruthless. He will change parents' attitude toward the children. He will change dissuadent people so that they will accept the wisdom of those who have God's approval. In this way, he will prepare the people for the, for the Lord. And, 
And, and Zach said to the angel, he's, he's the issue here. And Zach said to the angel, what proof is there for this? An angel just stood up in front of you. <laughs> and what, what else? An angel from God. Dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously. I was knocking about it. He said, he said, I'm an old man. Nothing's working. You didn't know that, Gabriel. Nothing's working down there. Nothing is, nothing is functioning. And my wife is beyond her child being years. And, and the angel said, oh, I'm going to have a talk to you right now, straight up. I'm going to have a talk to you right now. You're going to listen to me. Listen to me, John the Baptist. He said, the angel answered, I'm Gabriel. Do you know who I am? He said, do you know, I'm Gabriel, bro. I got accolades, dude. I'm not an angel outside working in the yard or cutting grass. <laughs> I'm right there by the throne. I know everything, everything that's happening. I stand in God's presence. God sent me to tell you this. God sent me to tell you this good news. But because you did not believe in angel, because watch this. Because, and this is what it is. He said, because you did not believe, because you didn't believe what I said, and because of your mouth, you were unable to talk. Until the day this happened, everything will come true at the right time. Do you know why the angel make him dumb, not can, can talk? Because if John the Baptist, if, if, if Zach is walking around and said, this thing's not going to happen, God's not going to, oh my God. I can't come before the speaker because I'm about to bust a move. Can I come down? It's not going to scream. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. I can come down here. Oh, hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is down here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Where was I? Where was I? Where was I? <laughs> so, 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 think about it. If after God gave that promise, the, your word is so powerful, even God cannot stop it. And the reason Gabe said, uh, Gabe said hey, we're going to shut your mouth, bro, because if I, keep, if I let you run in your mouth like that, you will abort God's plan. And discipline has to happen. Amen. I'm going to put a zip on your mouth, Gabriel, because if I don't do that, your words, you will cancel the blessing over your life. We have to find another plan, another person to do it. That's why I have to shut your mouth. Are you getting this this morning? That is why, as a believer, if you don't have nothing to say, don't say it. Because a lot of us, we have canceled the plan of God in our life because of what we are saying. We have canceled the plan of God in other people's life and your kids' life because you said they're stupid, they're dumb. Because they believe it. Even psychology proves it. Even normal science proves if you keep saying a kid, you can't do it, they will not do it. That's why as believers, we have to watch what we say. Man, I got to go fast with this thing. Somebody say amen. amen. You, have to, you have to speak God's word. Lord, help me with this Facebook thing, with, with this thing, Jesus. Um, 
We have to watch what we say. Keep your mouth shut. Why? And then let's go to the next verse. Put, put Ephesians 5, verse, 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 verse 20, verse 19. He says, speak to yourself and one another. Speak to yourself. You remember, speak to yourself. Watch what you said. But it's amazing. Paul focused. I was always wondering why he focused in Psalms. He couldn't say any other books. But the main focal point of that passage, he says, speak to yourself in Psalms. Remember, the Psalms were the top 20, top 10 cut down Christian music <laughs> in those days. They have the blue check mark beside them because they were inspired. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's what we have to sing every day songs. That's not what I'm saying. But those psalms were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And those psalms, those psalms used to be worship songs in those days. And God is saying, he said, speak yourself to psalms. Like, 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 have you ever noticed that if you're struggling to pray, you're going through some hard time, depression, and you start reading Psalms? Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're going through. When you start reading your Psalms, yeah. the way I grew up, the way in Haiti, when we grew up, if you go in trouble, man, the enemy is attacking you, you know, demons are giving you hell. You, what you're going to do, they're trying to destroy your family. You read Psalms. Somebody say amen. amen. You read Psalms because the Psalms were worship songs. Were worship song during those days, and they approved. What Psalms 22 said this is, this is what it says. This is what God says about the Psalms, because that's what they used to sing. He said, "But you are holy; you inhabit the praise of His people." That's what they used to use. That's the Psalms used to be what they used to entertain God. And God said, "I live in those Psalms. If you want to experience me, I live in those Psalms." Somebody say, "Amen." So he says, if you want to live a lifestyle, a lifestyle of being spirit-filled, you have to read the Psalms. There's five things you can do with the Psalms. There's five things you can do. There's five things. Put this down. Write that, write that, write that down. We're gonna, I'm going to teach you a little bit here. This is, this, is, this is real discipleship right here. He says, there's five things you can do with the Psalms. You can read the Psalms. Read them in the morning. If you stop praying, if you don't know what to say, just start reading it. Because I promise you, I guarantee you, the moment, even if you don't want to pray the moment, you start reading it. Even though you were depressed, you were so sad, you start reading some psalms and instantly, loud, inst- thank you, thank you, loud, and something, you're going to feel the atmosphere is changing. Somebody say amen. You have, to, you have to read it. The second thing you have to do with the psalms, is, the second thing is you memorize it. I know we live in a culture right now, you know, growing up in Sunday school class, I used to have to memorize Psalms 23, you know, Psalms 46, you know, those kind of songs. You have to memorize it. And the reason you memorize Psalms, here's one of the reasons you memorize the scripture. Because there's days you're going to be in a situation that you don't have a Bible with you. There's time you're going to face things that you don't know what to say. But if you memorize the scripture, if you memorize those passages, are you getting this this morning? When you face those situations, demons is attacking you. You don't know what to do. Automatically, if this thing's inside of you, it's going to rise up. You remember Jesus in the Bible? You remember Jesus when Satan attacked him and he said the word? 
He said, I will not leave back. Satan, Satan said, hey, hey, t- why don't you turn this, those stones into bread? And then, vop, 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 the, the, in, 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 in his mind, the word came out. Shh. He said, men shall not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. The word was coming out of him. When you have the word inside of you, it's like a gun already loaded up already. You're ready to shoot already. But if you don't have no bullet, what are you going to shoot? Somebody say amen. Are you getting this this morning? You have to medit- meditate. Okay, let me stop right there. You have to meditate. What is meditate? What is, what is meditate? Because a lot of people don't know what it is. There's two types of meditation. I have to say that. There's the meditation, which is so popular right now. And if you're practicing that, you open a door for demon to come in. I'm just telling you right now. If, you, if you're quieting your mind, you just have to say that. Because, have to, because we, we have to say that. That meditation um, they're promoting in, in Hollywood, there's an app on it. You quiet your mind. You, you keep your mind empty. All you're doing is open a door for the enemy to come in. That's not the biblical meditation. If you're watching online, let me say that again to make some mad. <laughs> if you're opening up your mind, you stay quiet, and you open your mind, you, you, you keep your, in a blank state of mind, you open your door for demonic spirit to come in. Yeah. I'm not telling you something I've read in books. It's stuff I've experienced, I've seen, and I've, I've, we, we have the deliverance on those things. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Medi- biblical meditation is... You know what worrying is? This is what you know what worrying is. Worrying is is questioning. Oh, can I pay the bills this week? That's what worrying is. It's worrying is is questioning negative way. That's what worrying is. Oh, what am I gonna do this week? Am I going to pay the mortgage? Oh man. And in your mind, you're talking, you're thinking about that, you're questioning everything. Am I going to be able to do this? Man, I feel something in my, in my is, is it cancer? Oh, is it cancer? Man, I hope it's not cancer. Oh, man, I hope it's not cancer. You're questioning all the time. You're worrying. Man, am I going to be able to see my kids? This, man, I'm getting, I'm getting old. Am I going to get to be able to do this? That's what worrying is, is questioning the, very negative. Meditation, biblical meditation, is questioning positively. Are you getting this this morning? Meditating on God's word is saying to say, man, God, like Psalms 23, it says, what does it really mean God is my shepherd? What does it really mean God said he will never leave me, never forsake me? You start asking questions, why did God say that? He said he will never forsake me. You're questioning positive way. You stand you stand that passage or that verse this week. One of the, put the last verse. I have a verse in uh Put the last verse about, I think it was um, Jesus said, it is expedient that I leave. I think I, it's the last verse I put on that thing. Um, this week I've been meditating on this passage. Jesus said, it is expedient. I don't know if you will get, okay. This, this is the last verse in, the, in, my, in my paper. Uh, he said, Jesus said, it is, it is expedient that I leave so the helper can come in. All this week I've been thinking, what does that really mean? Jesus said, it is important. That I go for the helper to come in. Are you getting this this morning? So I've been, I've been thinking, I said, Jesus said, it's, it's, it's in your advantage that I leave the spirit can come in. So all this week I've been thinking, I said, God, what does that mean? 
Jesus in the physical body said, he told the disciple, ah, it's better for me to go that, that you, can, you, 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 can, you can receive the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. So meditation is questioning. Are you getting this this morning? I know I'm trying to teach you guys quickly. He said meditation is questioning the right, the, is, is asking the right question. It's the asking the right question. Man, I'm telling you right now, you might, you're going to see another side of the pastor. <laughs> my, my, it's questioning the why. It's, it's questioning. And the reason is when you stop questioning, when you worry, this is what happened. Is focusing on, if I stop focusing, this worrying is focusing on something. It's like this water bottle. If I stop focusing on the bottle, I don't care as many people as here, but the moment I stop focusing on the bottle, on the, on the bottle of water, I don't see nobody else. All I see is the bottle. I don't see anything, anybody else. Meditation is focusing on God and everything else becomes smaller. Worrying, are you getting this this morning? Worrying is focusing not on God and everything else. Meditation is, man, my God is big. He's awesome. He's beautiful. He's all powerful. He can, he can, he, he has everything that I need. All I have to do is trust him. That problem is too small. My God can take care of that. And worrying is, oh, God is not big enough to take care of this. God cannot do this. God's not going to get me out of this. So meditation, all it is, is, is meditating on God's power, on who he is. Somebody say amen. Begin this this morning. That's what it is. The next thing is paraphrase. Paraphrase, this, paraphrase the Bible. Paraphrase the songs. Make it yours. Make it modern. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. Say, here, my, the Lord is my high school teacher. I don't care. You do whatever you want to call it. Make it yours. Put it in your own context. Somebody say amen. You read the, you read, that's, how you, that's how you create that environment. You stay in that mindset. You paraphrase the scripture to yourself. You create your own version, the James International Version. I have my own version. Trust me. He said, the Lord is James Shepherd. Nobody else. He's my shepherd. Somebody say amen. You make it paraphrase. You paraphrase the Bible. Somebody say amen. The last thing is, is, is personalize it. And some, I put Psalms 46. You got some Psalms 46. You have that. Do we, do we have that? Psalms 46. That's a Psalms I really like. I really like that Psalms. I pray that Psalms all the time, especially if I'm, if I'm going through some hard time. He says, what, what's this? Psalms 46. Anybody know Psalms 46? He says, God is our refuge and strength of very help in present trouble. I use that Psalms all the time. This is how I use it for myself. I said, God is James' refuge. He's my refuge. He's present for me in time of trouble. Therefore, me, James, I will not fear anything. I will not fear anything. Though the earth remove and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, nothing. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid of anything. I personalize the scripture. Are you getting this this morning? Are you getting this this morning? That's, you personalize it. The last thing is, did did we get the color sheets? The coloring sheets, did we get them? Well, um, um, one of the way you, you, she she, she designed those sheets, and we don't have enough, but I have several of them. Coloring sheets, because some of of you, some of you may have a hard time reading. Sorry, I might get this. Um, 
Um, some of you may have a hard time focusing. One of the way you do it, even with your kids, you're coloring the scriptures. Do you know how powerful it is, an image? You know how powerful an image, when you see it, it stays in your mind? This whole world is captured by image, right? If you can't, just grab a little sheet. That's good, baby. Um, just, just paint it. It's not only for kids. Coloring it. Paint it like she was doing this morning. Thank you. Coloring it. Because that's you creating that environment for the scripture. You're creating that environment to be filled with the presence of God. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Lastly, put Mark, I, I need to, I'm going to close. Watch this. Probably you can come in. Um, Mark 1. Do we have that verse? I need you to catch this. Um, um, I was reading this last night. It was not part of my sermon. I wanted to share this with you. Um, let's read this passage quickly. He said, Jesus driving an impure spirit. This is what he says. Watch, watch the story because I try, to, I try to put myself in the story sometimes like, like I'm a spectator in the crowd. That's how I kind of understand what's going on. Jesus, he said he went to Capernaum and went to Sabbath. Jesus went to church. He went to the synagogue and began to teach. He's, he's speaking. He's speaking. What, what was he talking about? What was he saying? The word of God, right? Think about that. It was the word he was speaking because he's the word. He was speaking. The people were amazed at his teaching. Everybody was singing now. They were amazed at his teaching. Because he taught them as one who had authority, not, not as a teacher of the law. And while Jesus is teaching in the crowd, the word is coming forth. He's speaking the word. The word is moving. He's talking. He's talking. He's talking. He's talking. Because the word is coming out. The word is coming out. And then in the crowd, everybody was listening. And just then, a man in the synagogue, who was fine, he was sitting there, but was possessed by an impure spirit cry out. You getting this? As though I was speaking, that impure spirit, that demonic spirit became uncomfortable. As though I was speaking, that depression, whatever that thing was in his life, became uncomfortable. As he was speaking, as though I was coming out, things that was hiding is coming forth. As he was speaking, Things this guy didn't think he had problems, he had issues with. Because he probably didn't know he had some impure spirit in him. But because the word was speaking, because the word was coming forth, because the word of God was active, nobody put hand on this guy. This guy was just sitting because the word was speaking. The word was coming forth. The word was speaking. As he was sitting there, he had so many issues in his life. But because the word was speaking, God was speaking, the word was coming forth. And the, the unclean things in his life start surfacing. The things, the things that was destroying him start coming up. The things that hold him in bondage is coming up, is coming out. The things that was destroying his life, because we don't know what, what, what that spirit was doing to him. That bondage, it was coming to surface because the word was speaking. That alcoholism that was that was a bondage in his life come out and say, man, I, 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 have, I have an issue. I have to deal with it. Because, because the word was speaking, that heart of lust, that adultery, whatever that was dealing in his heart, it starts showing up. Start showing up because, because the word was speaking. 
Because, because the word was speaking, deliverance was happening. He started getting free. Remember, without knowledge, we perish. Remember the Bible says, if there's no knowledge, you perish. That's what the word of God is. If there's no word, there's no knowledge, and you don't know what to do. You don't know what's right, what's wrong. But while the word was coming forth, are you getting this this morning? Somebody say amen. amen. Because the word was coming forth, deliverance happened. That thing became exposed in his life. Nobody lay hands on this guy. Nobody cast that. Nobody said, Jesus didn't say anything to him. Just because he was in the presence of that spoken word. And I truly believe when we create that environment where the word of God, we live in the word of God, we meditate on it, we, 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 we read the Psalms, we, we cherish it, we really meditate, we, we coloring the passage, you're thinking about it. Because the word is the, is the sword of the Holy Spirit. And it goes in and clean out our life and say, hey, this thing's got to go. Hey, you can't talk like that to people. You can't treat people that way. You have to love one another. The word said to forgive. Forgive each other. And that's the word. And Lord Spirit is using the word, the word of God to go and clean out our lives. Amen. Let's get up on our feet this morning.